Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Well, today we're talking about the Varginha UFO incident that happened on January 20th, about 1 a.m. back in 1996, down in Virginia, uh, Brazil. This is a Peculiar, strange, odd case, I think. Uh, some people call it the Roswell of Brazil. I think it's bigger than Roswell, actually. There's so many things uh, involved. Uh, a 15-20 minute podcast can't do it justice. But we can kind of we can kind of scratch the surface on it. Now, there is a new movie coming out. I think it's called Point of Contact, uh, where they go back and talk to some of the witnesses. They're still in contact with witnesses involved in this thing today, and here we are 26 years later, and they still stand by their story. The story hasn't changed. Now, just kind of an overview. Uh, from Wikipedia, we see the UFO incident, says, involves a series of events in 1996 when various citizens of Varginha, Brazil, reported seeing one or more strange creatures and at least one UFO stories in the media claimed that one or more extraterrestrial beings were later captured by the Brazilian military. So this, I think it's important to see here that it involved multiple events. We start off with a a UFO crash being reported. We have the fire department reporting to that crash. Subsequent cover-up. We have reports of uh, aliens discharged from that UFO crash uh, running loose in the city. Multiple reports. A witness by multiple different witnesses, and then we also have uh, the accusations of a cover-up later by the government to try to just cover the entire thing up. It says, it goes on. It says the media claim that, <clears throat> claim that one or more extraterrestrial beings were later captured by the Brazilian military. Such reports were first broadcast on the Sunday TV show Fantastico. Uh, Read Globo and garnered media coverage worldwide, including an article in the Wall Street Journal. This is one of the best-known cases in Brazilian ufology. The Brazilian government denied conspiracy theorists' claims that it has that it was hiding evidence or extraterrestrials. Okay, you know this is Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. But, but right off the bat, they have to throw out this. I think because it's just a CIA plant term, conspiracy theorist. Just because somebody asks questions. And just because somebody suggests an alternative view of how things might have happened doesn't make them a conspiracy theorist. I've said this a million times. There are thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people in the United States doing prison sentences on charges of conspiracy. Many of those people have no evidence other than uh, testimony, eyewitness, hearsay, whatever, that they were planning to do this or that. So conspiracy is a real thing. If you could spend your life in prison over it, then it's a real thing. And the notion that just because uh, somebody observed and reported a conspiracy uh, doesn't make them a conspiracy theorist. It goes on and says, Kevin D. Randall, no, okay, we don't care about him. He's a debunker. Uh, 
if we can just get a little bit further down here, the overview, it says, according to media reports, a creature was first sighted by three women ranging from 14 to 22 years old, sisters Lillian and Valkyra Fatima Silva and their friend Katie Andrade Xavier during an intense rain and strong winds, they allegedly saw the creature in the afternoon of January 20, 1996. A biped, about 5 foot tall, with a large head and very thin body with V-shaped feet, brown skin and large red eyes, it seemed to be wobbly or unsteady and the girls assumed it was injured or sick. The Silva sisters said they fled and told their mother that they had seen the devil. The women did not believe the woman did not believe them until she went to the area where they had allegedly seen the creature, smelled a strong ammonia-like odor, and found nothing but footprints and a dog sniffing the place. After the Silvers related their <clears throat> tale to the family and friends, rumors began to spread throughout the throughout the city regarding the UFO sightings and alien creatures being abducted by the military forces. Two days later, another creature was allegedly found lying along the road. It says three military trucks were supposedly sent to a sent to retrieve it. A similar sighting was reported at the local zoo by its janitor. In the following months, three animals mysteriously died. Ufologist Roger Lear wrote a book about the UFO crash that included interviews from people who claimed two creatures were taken to a clinic before being removed by military uh, personnel per secret. Now, okay, first off, the three girls are talking about. These, these ladies are grown now. Of course, this is 26 years ago. They've stayed by their story. Uh, you can go to YouTube and watch the, uh, uh, re-interviews of these girls. Okay, one done about, I think, 10 years ago. And they specifically describe this bipedal creature they saw. And it, this thing looks like a demon. There's no other way to describe it. I mean, it's got blackish brown leathery skin, uh, red eyes, red glowing eyes. Okay, they're projecting light out. It's got uh, three like long elongated horns on its head, and these very strange uh, hands and feet with like three uh, fingers each, three toes. The girls and the in the interview from about ten years ago, they specifically say that the the interviewer asked him if there's one thing about this uh, experience that you would tell the world, what would that be? They said that they wouldn't want to repeat it, they wouldn't want to go through it again. So they had an encounter or something where they might not have been able to identify exactly what this thing was, but they described it. And what really got me here was uh, the emotional impact that it had. You know, we're talking about last week um, the notion that uh, of artificial intelligence or this extreme high intelligence versus emotional intelligence. And humans can't be beat when it comes to emotional intelligence. You know, kind of your sixth sense, some people would call it, your gut feeling. And the gut feeling I think that these girls took away from this encounter was that this thing was extraordinarily evil. So even you know, even having to read through this uh, Wikipedia uh, account, where you, you can really you can really uh, detect the uh, I don't know I think sometimes I've almost called it a disdain by these authors that have to they're forced to report this stuff, but we can see the chronological events of what happened. There was. There was a, a spacecraft crash. That's what you would call that. It, this thing came uh, falling out of the sky and crashed, and the fire department responded. Now, we know that there was space debris coming down because uh, 
they've gone back and found the records, and you can look this up. NORAD apparently had called uh, the authorities in Brazil and said, hey, there's something headed your way. Now, if NORAD, this is an arm of the United States government, if they cared enough to call and, and let these people know something was headed their way, you can bet yourself, you can bet your last paycheck that they had people on the ground to intercept that thing. This is in the sphere of the United States, believe me. If this would have happened in the Soviet Union, maybe, or China, it might have been different. But this is in the Western Hemisphere. Rest assured, if something unidentified came out of the sky and crashed anywhere on this side of the globe, the U.S. Uh, military is going to respond to that. U.S. deep state, whatever you want to call it. And we have, we have records that they were notified. So it's not a conspiracy theory. It's common sense to think that the U.S. government, if they knew that there was incoming an incoming object from space that crashed into this site in this, in this you know somewhat remote area in Brazil, that they're going to send someone there to check it out. Whether they think it's a Russian satellite or they think it's a off-world vehicle of some sort. So to call people conspiracy theorists, well, that's just idiotic. Now, we go on down a little bit further, and they talk about this alien that was found along the road. This is by a farmer. He's come forward. The guy's never changed his story. But it looks like what happened was this thing crashed. There, there was a, some kind of a delay between the time that the uh, craft crashed and the time that the fire department showed up. Of course, you know, this is a developing country at the time. It's 1996 in Brazil. And you can go back and look at the videos. The equipment looks like it came from the 1940s. So it would have been a little bit of time before these firemen were able to even get to that craft. Time enough for whatever was on that craft to escape. Okay. Now, they uh, comment in this article that the girls reported what they saw. Well, yeah, they reported, but they, these, these were 14, 15-year-old girls, and I think the one gal was 22. They had no reason to lie about this. Why would you want to lie about something that could result in you being uh, totally ostracized from your community? So it wasn't that rumors spread. That's just that's just garbage reporting there. What happened was is that people were having similar experiences. You've got the alien found along the road. But yeah, the farmer finds it. He's just like, oh my gosh, there's this, you know, five six foot tall, five and a half foot tall uh, creature that looks like something out of a uh, out of Dante's Inferno laying along the road. He reports it, and it looks like the military response team was already there. They they're on it. Now, we don't have reports of Americans, or at least I haven't yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if we come across those at some point. They're out there collecting stuff, which is what they probably should do, okay? You might think that if aliens from someplace else, and ones that didn't look particularly friendly, crashed in this you know, area, wherever it happened to be at, you would want your government to respond to that by quarantining those creatures to make sure that nothing... Uh, nothing uh, that more damage isn't done. We don't know if these guys are carrying some kind of a disease. It turns out these here particular aliens seem to uh, maybe be carrying some sort of, uh, of a virus that they spread or you know, through through contact. Because there were reports that two that uh, two of them were also found. One or two were found in a zoo. Okay, and then several 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 uh, animals uh, later died uh, inexplicable causes. We also had the reports to talk about here where they found these two uh, aliens in the hospital. In each case, the government comes back and tries to cover up uh, what actually happened. In the case of the girls, 
they claimed that what they actually saw was a local disabled man who used to squat along the streets. And the girl said, no, we know who that guy is. That's not what we saw. What we saw looked like the devil. That's that's what they said. Uh, the same thing with the, the uh, alien that was found along the road. Well, they just claimed that that never happened. Uh, they came and got him out of there. Only one eyewitness, not hard to get rid of. Uh, the witnesses in the, the in the zoo, well, you know, the alien was captured. You prove what you saw. How the animals died, we don't know. Then you had the two aliens that were uh, witnessed uh, at the hospital where apparently they were uh, trying to get, someone must have taken them there to get some kind of help before they realized what was going on. They claimed those aliens were a local dwarf couple. It sounds like Varahina must have a large dwarf population. I don't know if they have a lot, if they have a lot of little people to live there or what, but that was their claim. It, the counterclaims that the that the officials, you know, kind of this quasi deep state, are using to rebut what the eyewitnesses have seen. They're they're more of a conspiracy theory than what the actual people that are saying, "Hey, these things look like aliens." Are saying, I mean, the witnesses are simply reporting what they've seen. And what we get in response from the government is the same exact kind of response that we get from our government. Oh, that can't be possible. So we're just going to make fun of you. We're going to we're going to call you conspiracy theorists. We're going to claim you're mistaken. You know, just to deny, to deny the truth. In any other situation, any one of these people could have been called on the stand in, say, a murder case or a robbery case or whatever. And that eyewitness testimony... Could have been used to put somebody in prison for decades. I don't know about if, if uh, Brazil has a death penalty, but in the United States, it could be used in a death penalty case. So eyewitness account is considered good enough to put somebody in the electric chair or to have them injected with poison and be killed, but it's not good enough if they report seeing a UFO or an alien. Then no matter what your past history is, then you're automatically assumed to be mentally compromised. And this is the same sort of thing that we see happening right here. Now, it goes on, it says, in regard to the wasteland creature, an official inquiry led by the Brazil military authorities concluded in 2010, this is 14 years later, mind you, because the actual event happened in 1996, they concluded in 2010 that the Silva sisters had actually came across a homeless, mentally unstable man named Medino covered in mud. The commander of the 24th Police Battalion military presented photographs, a citizen known as Medino, who probably has some mental disability and whose physical characteristics match the descriptions, make it likely that the hypothesis that this citizen probably being dirty due to the heavy rains and seen crouching by a wall was mistaken by the three terrified girls as a space creature. The head of the official inquiry, Lieutenant Colonel Nick Carlos Finos Pietra, stated that the military trucks were operating in their normal schedule that night. Yeah, it just happened to pick up a dead alien lying along the road. Now, do you, are you able to see how ridiculous this is? This event occurred in 1996. The rebuttal happens 14 years later. If you, if you applied this uh, to a court case, they would laugh you out of the courtroom. I mean, if you were some uh, convicted person sitting in jail, and 14 years later you came up with this sort of evidence as your defense, you wouldn't make it in the courtroom. This, this nonsense, 
from 14 years later by the government doesn't make any doesn't make any sense at all and it should really cause us to i think doubt the sincerity the intellect and the honesty of the people that claim to be the officials in this case who claim to be representing the the people who basically suffered this crazy ufo crash and these encounters with these aliens and by the way uh, there were uh, fatalities here, not just with the animals that died, but with one of the military officers involved. We'll get to that in a second. I think it'll have it here. It says the military also stated that aliens supposedly seen in the hospital were due to people seeing an expectant couple who had, uh, they, were the, they were the supposed judges, or dwarfs, yes, we know this. Wow. You know, it doesn't get much worse than that. It's almost, it reminds me of, of with the Roswell thing, when they came out, what was it, like 50, 50 55 years later uh, with this uh, silly notion that an airplane had thrown a uh, crash test dummy out the window with a parachute. You know, if you're going to come up with a defense against something that's going to counter eyewitness accounts, you need to do it within the first couple weeks, I would say. The, the kind of stuff that they pass off as legitimate excuses... You know, this craziness about, oh, these girls seen a door for this happened or that happened. This this sort of uh, evidence they're presenting would not, ha- would not stand up in a court of law. Not for a minute. So they have no right to call people who question this, this, this silliness conspiracy theorists. People that question this are just simply employing common sense. Now, there's another article I came across here. This is a Varhina incident claims he helped capture an ET. This article is... Uh, recent, January 17th, 2022. Like I said, this movie coming out is really bringing up a lot of stuff about it. It says, it says, in January of 1996, a number of people in Varjina, Brazil, claimed to have witnessed a UFO and encountered one or more extraterrestrials. As a, as the story spread, there were reports the Brazilian military had captured two ETs, and the news was picked up by the mainstream media, including the Wall Street Journal, in the U.S., while the incident and the eyewitness account of three female witnesses inspired a local disc-shaped water reservoir and tourist sites carrying to the story. The military and the Brazilian government have never confirmed the UFO nor the aliens. That may change after this week when a man came forward claiming he was a soldier in 1996, participated in the capture of the aliens, and was in very close proximity to one of them. A sign of city... It says a UFO researcher reporter, Edison Bonaventura, interviewed Salvo Jose Machado and posted the video. You can watch it, and there's a link. It says, on his Enigmas a Mysterious, it said Riddles or Mysteries YouTube channel. Port Vigala reviewed the video in Portuguese, and Google provided the English translations of this interesting account by Machado, who claims he was a low-ranking junior soldier in 1996 when his life was changed forever by a trip with other soldiers from his base to Belo Horizonte in southeastern Brazil to Vargina for an undisclosed operation. It says, make that an unusual operation too. The first thing they noticed was that they were carrying rifles with no ammunition in them. While sweeping the area, they were dropped off. He claims two other soldiers came out of the woods carrying a strange being. The first thing that caught my attention quote, was the very large head. The head was completely disproportionate to the body and a very big red eye. And then 
those ten or so seconds that I had to observe it, I noticed that it was quite oily, dark or reddish more iron-collared, but very oily and weird smell that reminded me of acetone. Now see, this is the same description that the three girls gave. In the video, Moshoda holds up his drawing of the creatures and claims he was within five feet of it. His description of sounds similar to the accounts of the three women who estimated it to be five feet tall with a large head, large red eyes, thin body, V-shaped feet, and brown skin. The mother of the two girls went to the area and smelled a strong, ammonia-like odor. There were reports of a second creature being found by soldiers two days later. Malkata claims he was there a day or so after January 20th when the women saw it, as well as other accounts of a UFO crashing and being, and being retrieved by soldiers who ordered people in the area to say nothing. Some people claim the two aliens were taken to a medical clinic before being removed by the military. A detailed account of the numerous reports was made in the 20th anniversary in 2016 by the south of Minas. <clears throat> now, I think it's important to point out that these three girls, they're grown women now, have reportedly told reporters that they were offered a large sum of money to never talk about this again. So I think, you know, lucky for them, they... Uh, shared their story right away, so it would have made it to, a little too difficult maybe to just to uh, bump them off. But that was the thing. This thing was so out in the open, and there were so many people that had experiences and encounters with these aliens that there's no way they could shut the whole thing down. It says, Edison Bonavir seems to consider Sao Paulo Machado to be a credible military witness to what would, if real, be Brazil's Roswell incident. The local police response was that the young women saw a citizen known as Medihino, who probably has some mental disability and whose physical characteristics match the description. Make it likely that the hypothesis that the citizen probably being dirty, blah, blah, blah. It says, a military witness to UFOs and a shadow person at a U.S. Air Force nuclear base came forward this week. And more military witnesses to UFOs and ETs revealing their stories now that the stigma and the consequences are diminishing. Will this encourage the Brazilian authorities to open the files on the Virginia UFO incident? Well, here's the thing. If the, if the Brazilian government has UFO files, why are they closed? If there's nothing to see here, why are you hiding them? If this just happened to be a piece of space debris or a, or a, a, you know, a meteorite, then just come out and say, hey, that's what it was. <clears throat> They've already told people that the creatures uh, were disabled people, uh, dwarfs, uh, non-existent. So why not release the files? If you're if you have told us the truth already, then releasing the files would only confirm what we already know. On the other hand, if this was some sort of Russian satellite or some sort of you know uh, enemy uh, space weaponry, they already know it's they they already know that's in our hands. There's nothing really to hide here. Just come out and say this was a military incident. And because of that, we can't share the details, but that's what happened. You see, just a modicum of honesty would go a long ways here. They're acting guilty. They're acting exactly how we would expect them to act if something so disturbing as a spaceship crashed into our atmosphere, landed out here in this rural area of Brazil, anywhere from three to five beings escaped. Beings that were so uh, hideous and people were so disturbed by that they described them as the devil and said that they would never want to have that experience again. Okay, 
these creatures running around temporarily. I don't have the man's name at my fingertips, but there was another officer involved who uh, reportedly handled one of the one of the uh, aliens' bodies as he recovered it, who died, I believe it was about six weeks after the incident, of unexplained causes. A young guy, like in his 20s. You know, this along with the deaths of the zoo animals. Now, they can say, well, we don't want to panic people. But the fact is, then don't go about... Uh, then, then just don't say anything. Then just don't say anything. But this has every, this has every hallmark of an actual spacecraft, an actual crash, an actual uh, temporary escape, at least, of uh, dangerous alien beings running around the local neighborhood. It's, it's quite, it's quite, um, quite odd. It goes on, and then that's pretty much the end of that article right there. This is a really it's a detailed case because there's so many people involved. You have at least at least four different alien encounters, not just sightings, encounters where people came across these things. You know, the one in the road, the one with the girls, the one with the the one that was apparently recovered by the uh, military guys, and then you have the encounters with uh, uh, the folks in the hospital, where they were claimed that they were just dwarfs. All this together with the reaction uh, from the Brazilian government, uh, with the involvement of the U.S. government, it, it has Brazilian U, uh, Roswell written all over it to me. That's all I have for now. This is UFO Warning. Over and out.